is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hello, good morning, or good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. My name is Anna Marie Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor, a registered drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher, and a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast tries to supply chicken nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. In just 10 minutes each episode, we talk, talk about topics such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So without further ado, we're going to jump right into the topic of today as we continue on into this new season. And just as a reminder, this season is all about emotions, self-esteem, and identity. Now, if you imagine a huge oak tree growing in the ground, that's essentially what we are tackling in this dialogue regarding emotion, self-esteem, and identity. Y'all, there are so many intricacies, layers, and ever-evolving contributors that factor into our personal growth and development. And today, today I want to focus on self-worth, which as we stated in season two, self-worth is very, very different than self-esteem. Self-esteem is generated based off of our accomplishments, professional achievements, and what we feel like we can fulfill and realize within the world. Now, self-worth is at its core, this basic understanding that as a human being, we are worthy of receiving love, compassion, and respect, respect regardless of our history. Dr. Joe Dispenza holds a Bachelor of Science degree and is a doctor of chiropractic care. And he, his postgraduate research training includes the fields of neuroscience, neuroplasticity, quantitative electrophelogram, or a QEEG measurements, epigenetics, mind-body medicine, and brain-heart coherence. And he offers a quote that, We cannot create a new future by holding on to the emotions of the past. And if you're familiar with his work or with my interest, you know that we don't only hold emotions and histories in our minds and our cognitive brains, but we also hold them in our bodies, or at least I believe we do. So self-worth is rooted in respect, not just from others, but from ourselves first. It does not work another way, y'all. I do want to share direction from my personal belief system, but not as your truth, but of mine. And this helps me to guide my understanding and my approach to this topic. So this does come from the Christian faith because I I identify first and foremost as a child of God. That is what directs my passions. That is what directs hopefully my life. Um, And that is where I find the answers that I'm usually looking for. Paul writes in Timothy 1.7, For the Spirit of God does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. So a hard truth that comes to realization through the scripture is that we are equipped to live into the identity God has already written and placed upon our lives. But that first comes by viewing ourselves in the way that he views us. We cannot 
show respect to others, we cannot have empathy for others if we first and foremost don't show ourselves the same respect. So, how do we put ourselves in the driver's seat of our lives and not allow life to drive us? So for this, I wanna use Brene Brown's model of respect that uses the acronym BRAVING. I wanna offer full credit to Dr. Brown for the following coaching method that she implements within many professional settings to increase education on diversity, equity, and inclusion, and gives individuals the tools to use their own voices. So the BRAVING model, what is it? I'm just going to quickly go through what the acronym means, and then we're going to break it down a little based off directly from her coaching method. So we have B, behavior, R, reactive to responsive, A, awareness, V, values, I, integrate, N, nurture, and G, gain control. So with behavior, the first step to creating change is to acknowledge that there is a problem that you want to change. Identifying the behavior behavior that is not respecting you, that is not serving you, is the first step in creative growth, right? Um, We are basically increasing awareness around what behavior is not okay, what boundaries are being crossed, what is happening, what, like, again, emotions keep showing up that are creating turmoil within you is their pattern what are these emotions what are these emotions stopping you from doing what unwanted behaviors are these emotions creating within you and the first step is identifying your attitude or your mindset that is creating the emotions and thoughts that are leading the behaviors that you require tweaking so you can achieve your desired goal. So I wanna offer this idea too before we get into reactive and responsive. 99% of the time, we cannot change others. But what we can change is our response to their behavior. So I know that's frustrating. We can't change others' belief system, but we can change how we respond. And we can set up boundaries, right? Whatever we need to do. So reactive to responsive, the the R. So there's a big difference between reacting versus responding. As Dr. Brown states, some may say this is just semantics, but she poses this idea of imagining a world where you can choose how you show up at any given moment. It's pretty dreamy, right? A world where you are in control of your behavior of what you say and how you react to the world around you. So reactive. We all have those moments in our lives where when emotions are elevated, we say something that we regret. We often beat ourselves up and reactive behavior is pretty instinctual or immediate and occurs without conscious thought, almost like a knee-jerk reaction. It's driven by emotion. This is where you find yourself lashing out or if you follow me on Instagram, stonewalling, shutting down, or becoming more aggressive and fighting. So typically, often in stonewalling, we become like a victim of the events and 
feel like, which is not true, but feel like we are not fully in control. So on the other hand, people who are responsive rather than reactive are generally calm. I don't know about you, but I remember when I got in trouble in high school with my friend Julia, shout out Julia if you're listening to this, but um, we got in trouble with the police for sneaking out past curfew, something we should not have been doing. And when my dad picked me up, I knew he was seething, I knew he was disappointed, and that in and of itself felt awful. And his silence was probably the worst I've ever felt about myself because He was not angry, he was not reactive. He was simply silent the whole drive home. And of course, at the end of the drive, he said, give me your phone, you'll show up to work tomorrow. Um, But I'll never forget that. Um, And it gave me time to really reflect on my behavior. Um, No part of me felt victimized by um, getting in trouble by that. Um, No part of me wanted to blame others for my behavior. But when we are responsive, we take time to think things through. Um, So when you feel yourself activated, there are many things that you can do in the moment, but the biggest one is if you feel like you are going to respond out of emotion, you need to take some time and you need to share that you need some time. So again, not to avoid situations, but to say, hey, I need to decompress. This is not going to be productive. Step away with the intent to come back to the conversation. Um, generally people who are responsive have a more positive outlook on life. Um, they have really great relationships and are very well liked. Um, if you have seen Stranger Things, uh, I can't remember the character's name, but he is the pizza maker and he's kind of like a big stoner pothead in the series, which is a big part of his humor, but he's such a good representation of responsiveness because he is so go with the flow of like, oh man, that's disappointing. Well, what can we do about it? (laughs) So he's uh, somebody that I like to try to embody if I ever feel like I am taking life so seriously or I'm, you know, choosing my battles or I'm not taking time to calm myself before responding. So next Moving from a reactive to a responsive space requires awareness. So this is not to make you feel like a bad person at all. This is a um, great indicator of growth, actually. So what you want to do with awareness is detach yourself as best as you can from past emotions and limiting beliefs, carrying your curiosity forward and leaving the emotions behind. This is the start of putting you in the driver's seat and bringing in the calm. Sounds like a pretty great uh, blend right there. Now, again, there I have a whole episode on anger and how we direct that. And there's a lot of conflicting research on whether anger is a secondary emotion, a primary emotion, but one agreement through most of research is that anger is a catalyst. So in moments where you are very, very angry, I'm not saying, hey, just be calm and write it through. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, But we wanna be very aware of what emotions are coming up and how we're responding to them. So I know that this podcast is going a little bit long, so I'll try to go quickly through the next steps. But next is values. I use this all the time with my clients. Um, as a really good guide gauge of, okay, are the 
things that you claim to believe and value? Are you living into that? And if not, where are you going against that? And why might that be happening? Um, So our personal values are what inspire and motivate us and really lead us to ourselves. They determine how you want to be treated, what's important to you, how to treat others. They are our deepest desires and they are fundamental to who we are and what we stand for. And um, there is an, I will actually put this on my blog, on my website, because I feel so strongly about it, but there is a many, many lists of different values and a great place to start is to just go through one of those lists highlight four or five. They all are arguably important. It can be timeliness, um, gratitude, um, empathy, but what we want to do is really dictate what is the most important to you out of all of this. Not that they're not all important. Um, Next is integrate. Without action, there's no change, right? This is the step to integrating those values into your life. Um, next is nurture creating new habits the power of habits a really incredible book highly recommend it but creating new behaviors and belief systems takes time and discipline so letting go of the former way of doing things and embracing a new way of life is not always easy this is where compassion and self-kindness comes in Uh, we are human beings right and history has shown that we all sin we all make mistakes so in this model When we make a mistake, we learn from it. We are not hard on ourselves or talk negatively. We're not overly self-critical, as easy as that is to do. We are kind in our thoughts and actions towards ourselves. We are showing respect to ourselves. And last but not least, gain control. All of the other steps in the model are completed to start enjoying the ride of your life, y'all. You have successfully worked through different steps to gain control of your emotions, which means you have gained control of your life. You are in the driver's seat. We want to learn from our past. We want to forgive ourselves for our past. We don't want to allow what happened in the past to prevent us from living our best life. Uh, As my friend LaQuinta Milson, who's an incredible couples therapist, um, would articulate, we want to disconnect from the past by learning what we need to learn and use that awareness to create positive actions that are aligned with our values that will lead us to purpose in life and really fulfilling, again, that plan that he has written out for you that I believe our God has already written for you. And for me, there is a lot of liberation, freedom, and security in knowing that that plan has already been written, but I do have to use the tools that... Um, He has given me to equip myself for that ride. So you are the victor and you are now in control of your emotions, (laughs) as Brene Brown would state. Again, it is a journey. This is not a simple, let's go through the steps and now you're healed and now like you're in charge of your life. No, it's messy. It's nasty. But that's the beautiful piece of being human, being open and wanting to learn and at the end of the day, make a change in the world, starting with ourselves. So have a great rest of your week. And I look forward to continuing this conversation on emotions, self-esteem and identity. Um, And if you can't tell, I'm super excited. So I'm so glad that you're here and have a blessed rest of your week.